the Runner's Diary podcast with Brian and Damien. Welcome to the Runner's Diary episode 49. I'm Damien. And I'm Brian. On this week's show, we have all the latest news, all of last week's results, upcoming fixtures. And our big interview this week is with David McCarthy of West Waterford AC. That's all to come on this week's episode of the Runner's Diary podcast. Okay, welcome back to another episode. Uh, good stuff to be back again, Damon. How was your week this week? Uh, my week was quiet and busy in the same breath. Um, I was still recovering, obviously, from my massive, massive hike. <laughs> so, um, no, I enjoyed it. A busy day today with GA blitzes and all out of it. And, you know, let's call a spade a spade. There's been less than zero running but look um we, we we will come back to that at some stage um i just think i need a little time off that's all but look we'll be grand we'll, be, we'll get back to it and we'll enjoy it you know your, your running is starting to become a, a topic in the history books now so we definitely need to get yes, you back i think yeah i know so, i do so, how, so. how was your week yeah i had a good week again again consistency is the big thing for me so I've had another good 40 plus week there. So that's two back to backs now. Um, so, yeah, felt good. couple of key sessions this week. Um, <clears throat> I did a six by one mile repeat there on Wednesday. Ended up doing five in the end. But, yeah, good session. Saturday got out there again and again today. As as I met you earlier, I said I was kind of did a commute to collect my car from a night out last night. But, sure. Yeah. It was a kill two birds at one stone type of a run. So that exactly. worked out okay. And I wouldn't say this much, though. Look, Obviously, people will hear in the second half of the episode, we had um, a really, really enjoyable interview with Dave McCarthy, which you will hear in it. We we try to keep our interviews to roughly around, you know, 30 minutes to 40 minutes, roughly in around that. We had to cut it at an hour. And I have no word of a lie. It could have easily went on for three hours, easily. And I came out of it a bit, a lot more motivated than I had been for the last few months. And because he's just such an inspirational encouraging person i must say so like make sure people catch up on that in the second half of this episode yeah and actually for me i think his enthusiasm is, is infectious actually and you know even if you follow him on social media similarly i think you know a lot of his stuff that he puts up is really upbeat and you know good guy to follow it's a great coach yeah. as well so again if anyone's interested stay tuned for the second half of the show and you'll catch up with dave there are a lot a lot to pick up on in that one exactly no i think there's only there's two places to start, okay? So obviously we've big news coming up, all right? And I think we, we people might not know, and I think we didn't even know, Brian, by the way, mm-hmm. but yesterday we found out it was our first birthday. Hey. So the Runner's Diary podcast is one years old. Um, so 49 now episodes into it. So I so, think we missed three over the whole time. Was correct. It really two, two at Christmas and the one after the Cork City Marathon. Yeah, 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 exactly. Not bad going, not bad going. No, no. Um, but look, it's been actually, look, we've really enjoyed it, obviously. And there will be weeks coming up, I think, with summer holidays and stuff like that. But we will not stop. We will get someone to replace one another and so on and so forth. Might get someone to replace the two of us someday to give sure. everyone a bit of a, a break. But, you know, for our, for our birthday present for ourselves, we decided to gift ourselves something which we are very, very excited about. So, Brian, I will let you make the announcement. Yeah, so hot off the heels of us getting involved with the Cork City Marathon and becoming podcast partners to the Cork City Marathon, we're absolutely thrilled and delighted to announce that we are going to have a similar relationship with the Dublin Marathon. So 
we've been talking over the last few weeks there to race director Jim Ockney, well known to many other runners there. And Jim has been really, really helpful to us and you know gave us opportunity to speak to him as well um, and came up with some great ideas. So just last week there, we kind of got it over the line. So we are now also going to be podcast partners to the Dublin Marathon, which is really exciting and again, a lot to come there. We're hoping to speak to some of the key people involved behind the scenes, but also people like last year's winners, Courtney and Martin, Martin as well, and a number of other people. So again, a lot of people will be targeting that at the in October. So we're hoping that we can help again people's journey along the way. Mm. What we would really like is, I suppose, uh, to get more feedback into what people would like us to discuss. So obviously we've done kind of two build-ups to marathons over the last couple, over the last year, I suppose. Um, you know, we've had coaches on, we've had runners on, we've had dietitians, etc. We probably will do some of that again. But if there's stuff that's really specific that people would like us to bring up in this journey, I think it would be great to hear. Yeah, exactly. And I do think, just to say straight out, this is slightly different to Cork. There is going to be zero after parties. There's not be nothing like well, that. There will be an after party, but we won't be. <laughs> but not, we won't be. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, we won't be hosting it. So this yeah. is us. We're just going to try and help people on the journey along the way. We will have people on again, which which we're focusing on the journey. We have a couple of very exciting things already in the pipeline, um, to uh, very popular people for who will be doing blogs for us, and you know myself and Brian are hopefully going to start looking into doing some more videos and you know things like that as well and so it'll all be geared towards dublin and don't worry every other race if you wish us to join you we will be happy to help out in any way and um, obviously we are a runners podcast and this is a big 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 event biggest in ireland really and you know but we're happy to help every race that brings us nicely to our next topic so we have a competition coming up. Uh, some of our competitions of late have been really successful um, and great interaction again with the listeners um, and our social media pages as well. So we have another big one coming up and another very big race again, the very popular 10-miler held by St. Finbar's ASC in Cork. Uh, so we've been speaking over the last week there to Kean McParlin. Kean is the race director, again, well-known to many there on the running scene. So Kean has been in contact with us. There's going to be entries uh, as a prize. We'll announce that separately on a post uh, on Monday as well. But uh, let's hear from Kean now on the upcoming St. Finbar's 10-mile road race. St. Finbar's RC are delighted to host the Cork City 10-miler on Sunday, the 20th of August at 9.30 a.m. This is a change from the regular Saturday evening race, and that's down to the upcoming works on the marina. So we've gone to a Sunday morning at 09.30. So hopefully this will be prove a popular change with people. We're delighted also to welcome a new sponsor on board, uh, Doyle's Litters Group, and they are on board with us for the next three years. So we'd like to welcome them and thank them for their support. Also, we'd like to thank our other sponsors, O'Crowley Butchers, Supervalue, John Buckley Sports, O'Brien's Off Licence and Diana O'Mani Jewellers, all supporting us. Uh, our charity partner for this year is Irish Guide Dogs. Uh, it's a very worthy cause and you can donate to the Irish Guide Dogs through the entry portal and any support for the Guide Dogs would be very, very welcome. Our race HQ this year is in Cork City Hall, so we're back in the City Hall, which we're delighted with. And this will include a bag drop, uh, pre-race and a post-race 
prize giving will also take place in the city hall so we hope everybody can join us back after the race for a cup of tea and the prize giving this is also the last race in the peugeot series of races the peugeot race series is formerly known as the kia series so we're the last race in it this year as as per last year um, and you can check out uh, that series on popupraces.com slash peugeot series our route for this year is a slight change because of the works in marina as i already mentioned um, the route is to be confirmed but we'll have it out very soon but it'll be 90 percent of the normal flat route so plenty of opportunities for pbs so keep an eye out on our social media pages for regular updates okay great stuff thanks to key in there again great to have clubs get involved with us and like i know that the 10 milers always a huge huge interest in that one i know some changes this year obviously um changed the route that he as he said there will has to be finalized yet but um some rumors going out already about what it is but again great race it's a sunday morning this year that would be interesting yeah. change so it's sunday the 20th of august with a 9 30 a.m start um, so look, this is a brilliant race. It's always been a fantastic, well-supported race. So this is just another great competition um, from another great club, St. Finbars. So, you know, keep an eye on the social media. Uh, it's going to be the same. It's going to be tag your running partner who you'd like to run it with you. So, you know, it's a, this is another fantastic prize to win. And again, we would like to thank St. Finbars for um, giving us this competition. And again, I'll reiterate with this, any other club which should do this, give us a shout. We are more than happy to help with this as well. Yeah, and we'll talk more about that one coming up over the coming weeks again. But like Sunday morning, I think it's going to be great. A lot of people go out in that area running Sunday mornings anyway. So now you get to do it in a race environment. So exciting one ahead. OK, great week again. And we again, we seem to be every week talking about Irish athletics, but truly was a great week this week for the team Irish athletics um, competing there in, in the... Uh, I don't know, what is it called, the European, the European Championship, yeah. tier, tier 3, I suppose. Um, and ultimately, just, you know, the target was to get up a division into Tier 2, and that was achieved with flying cutters. They actually topped, topped the team rankings there. Um, some unbelievable performances, a lot of firsts in there, you know, gaining full points. And a very interesting event, actually, wasn't it? it was kind yeah, of, I actually really enjoyed yeah. it. I saw one video of, I think it was in Belgium, who their, their um, Jesus, the... The hurdler, shop putter, was it? No, and the hurdler had to drop out, so they put the yeah. shot putter in because every person finishing meant so much more meant points. Yeah. So you know she was there and she finished it, and it was actually it was it's brilliant. And again, I think that's something that needs to be highlighted more of that team atmosphere mm-hmm. on the team. And you could see the the Irish team celebrating at the end. But I yeah. think like out of all of it, I think it was Sarah Levin who you know who I think caught the limelight for most of people for very obvious and sad reasons and then very joyous reasons as well mm-hmm. um so she's been through a lot of heartache over um the last few months and you know now to come away with a bronze medal at this and i know brian you said you heard her interview today yeah i was just uh, you know traveling to karen i heard her interview with radio one there and like again it was unusual because of the event so again maybe not many people noticed but she obviously you know won fastest hurdler on the day for the division three level but the whole competition across division two and division one all counted so she waited till thursday to see how she got on and after division two was completed she still was the fastest time um so then obviously i think on friday you know division one you know and she as she said herself there was a lot of top top class runners in the field together in one field and she you know she was hanging on to hope that she might still 
you know, despite the fact that she had ran on a Wednesday in a, in a weaker heat, but managed to still have the third fastest time across all divisions and got a got a bronze medal. And it was just nice to hear. I, I heard that too, and it was well, it was sad. You know, it was you know she was saying herself that she believes Craig is supporting her in his way. I suppose I think it's Craig is the name, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, she said it was it was kind of a tearjerker one. You know, where she was saying the one thing that was missing from it was that she wasn't able to turn around and see mm. his smile. I suppose so. Yeah. You know, but look. You know, I suppose the other side of it, then, and, and this goes across all, all of us, I suppose, really, you know, she also emphasised how important running was to her and the team, you know, to, you know, when she's on the track, she's at her happiest. And it's like many of us, I suppose, we run and we can take our mind off many things, I suppose, and yeah. be around good people that help you to do that. So, yeah, great to hear exactly. it and well done to yeah. Sarah and all the team there. Yeah, yeah very strong and, and fair play. Um, so I think also we have a big con- congratulations to Mary Hoare, who finished her 100th park run in the Glen River Park Run this weekend. At 82 years young, I know we shouldn't say ages, but I think, you know, she's like, honestly, she's an inspiration to so many people. Like, she's just still out flake. Like, she looks so well, you know, there's a lot of pictures of her. I think she just recently did the Cork City Marathon too, I think, isn't it? I don't know how many marathons she's done at this stage. Incredible. Um, so well done to Mary on an incredible achievement. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on the topic again of park runs, uh, I think there was a new world record set in Ed- near Edinburgh anyway by Andy Butchart uh, yeah. from near Silver. I think Sil- Silver Nose was the park run near Edinburgh. His time, I mean, it's mind blowing 13 minutes 45 seconds for a park run, beating the previous record, which was 10 years in existence at a time of 13.48. So new world record in park run at 13 minutes, 45 seconds. That's mad, Crazy madness, stuff. isn't it? Mad. Yeah. Un- unbelievable, yeah. in fairness to it. Um, yeah. Just one other thing as well. So Cork Sports Partnership, um, doing great work there behind the scenes with, with getting Cork active, I suppose. Um, but they have uh, kind of an athletics week there for, it's a free, free entry actually, uh, and it's across the county in many, many venues. So check out Cork Sports Partnership website there, and you'll get a, an idea of where they are. They're, they're in different location each day. Um, I've actually signed up my own kids. We have one local here. So again, great opportunity to, to introduce kids to athletics, or if they're already in it, then you know, get some more coaching on the day and a bit of fun as well. Exactly. And I think the last bit of news, we're going to finish on a slightly different sport, but a man who's involved in running. So Chris Minturn of Leeville AC had... Brian, I don't know if you know much about Challenge Rot and all these kind of races, but you know, I would I would have followed Challenge Rot for years. It's in it's an incredible event. So those who don't know, it's a 3.8 kilometer swim, it's a 180k bike, and it's a full marathon. But what makes Challenge Rot, if you ever look up in videos on Challenge Rot, it there is one part in the bike where it's literally like you're going up the bike and it is crowds on okay. top of you. It is phenomenal. Tour de France type setup. Correct, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. And like Jonathan actually was supposed to be there this year, but dropped out through injury. So I think he's got his injury for next year. For and it's a race. I said I always just want to go and watch, but never do it. But just want to watch it. But Chris incredibly finished fifteenth today, um, overall in that performance. And he was put this in like he was only one minute away from the Irish record. He ran. He or he finished it in three hour or eight hours and eight minutes. So. 47 minutes for the 3.8k swim, 
four hours 16 for a 180k bike and then a three hour marathon now i was texting chris and it's gas where you hear someone at this level and he was like 808 and he blew up to finish with an 808 like 808 would finish a lot would win a lot of these races he was in the lead pack for the bike at one stage with three world champions you know that's the level you're at in this like it is just it's a mind-blowing performance by him and it's after bringing him to another new level and he's such an like i know we had said as much chris is such a nice one and i know he listens to the show so chris from myself and brian congratulations and well done and look long may that continue with that success and no doubt that irish record is going to be taken down very shortly absolutely yeah well done chris and again i know we spoke about this hopefully we'll get chris on sometime as well maybe just to yeah. give a, a bit of a background to his his abilities i suppose um yeah so yeah with that we better move on to the results section results for this week we're going to fly through these again because as you said the interview is is, is a long one in the end so we start off on june the 22nd in cool Lagoon, the 10k 142 runners taking part um with the podiums being Anthony Mannix from Cork Track Club in a time of 33.37 taking the win and Donald Coakley from Leeville in a time of 33.47 in second and Keith Kelly from Yall AC in 34.41 um, coming third overall there. In the ladies, Sharon Rean from um, Kilmurray finished in 37.51 to take the win and Nadia and Ford in a t- from Leeville in a time of 39.16 came second. And Irene, um, Owen is it? E- uh, Egan, I think. Is Egan, Egan from St. Finbar's AC in a time of 41.11 coming third there. So I know it's a tough course, I think. Um, some people have said it's, it's all around hilly area. Um, so well done to everyone who took part in that. Yeah, next up, uh, again on June 22nd was the day 44 mile run. And again, there was 118 participants at that. Uh, looked like a really competitive race there. So first, just by two seconds, was Peter Samba uh, from Dunboyne AC in a time of 19.45, followed closely by a man we've mentioned many times over the last few weeks, Evan Fitzgerald from Clonmel AC in 19.47. So again, just two seconds between first and second. And third, Mossy Bracken from Waikarki Crew AC in a time of 20.27. In the ladies' event, uh, first tone there was Dimp Rain from Dundrum AC in a time of 23.50. Sharon Clare from Tardless Crooks uh, in a time of 23.54. And Caroline Hassett was third lady home from Templemore AC in a time of 25.11. So well done there, all who ran in day 40, four miler. And then we go to the Clonkey County Mead 10K with 349 runners overall. Uh, Paul Stephan from Ratfarman AC took the win in 3208. Um, Andrea Rohan from Crusaders AC took second place in 3227. And Miles Gibson from Schleybury Rovers took uh, was shortly behind in 3235. In the ladies, great Rich, Grace Richardson from Kilkenny City Harriers took the win in 3651 with Zoe Quinn. From Raheen Sharmak in the time of 37.08 in second, and Siobhan um, Ivstein from Raheen Sharmak as well in the time of 37.19 in third place. Mm. Yeah, next, the big one, I suppose, of the weekend. There was a lot of focus on the Waterford Marathon, half marathon, quarter marathon, big numbers heading there. Um, in the marathon, good friend there of ours of recent times, uh, Tudor. Moldovan was first in uh, from Clan the Farriers in a time of two 
hours, 30 minutes and 55 seconds. So we're on to Tudor there. Second well-known runner again uh, from Krogan AC, Sean Hare in a time of 2.33.33. And third, uh, another good friend of ours, uh, uh, Simon Nolan. But I'll was... give this a big shout out because we've given out to know. So Simon, congratulations. Yeah. So Simon Nolan, <laughs> third place. So from Bandon AC. So Simon, I'm going to say your name again, Simon, because I do not want to be given out to again. Brilliant that two, two of the top three there were at our after party as well. So Simon and Tudor. So good good connections built there and uh, well done to all three there I suppose for the finishes yeah. on a, a pretty warm day in Waterford it's a uh, in the ladies event Linda Grogan was first from Dundrum AC in a time of 304.38 second uh, Beth O'Connor from United Striders 323.09 and third Ava McCarthy in a time of 325.02 again so well done to everybody at the Waterford Marathon I just want to give a big shout out to Karen Bevan as well from Eagle AC, who was shortly behind um, in fourth place. But um, we got, um, in fairness, she's been flying it and well done to Karen as well on that. Um, then we move on to the Waterford Half Marathon, where uh, Sergio Van took the win in a 108 1-0-8-42. Followed behind by Peter Samba, who seems to be racing everywhere at the moment, <laughs> in a time yeah. um, from Dunboyne AC in a time of 109.39. And followed then by John O'Brien from Ballymore Cove AC in a time of 118.04. So well done to John, who's obviously local to ourselves on a, a on a fantastic podium for yourself. Um in the ladies, Sally Forrestal from St. Joseph AC took the win in 122.46. Angela McCann from Clamell AC in a time of 127.24 was in second. And Pauline O'Callaghan from Tester in a time of 128.55 is third. I don't know if that's from Tester AC or is it just yeah. written down Tester? <laughs> Tester is in the name of the results, but yeah, I'm wondering, is that some kind of a glitch? Next up, an unusual one, I suppose, the Waterford Quarter Marathon. Um, so that was also part of the event. So first there was Craig O'Brien. From Ferry Bank AC in a time of 35.04. Second, Connor Kavna from Sports World AC in a time of 37.43. Third, Carl Sweeney in a time of 37.50. In the ladies event, uh, again a lady that we've mentioned a few times of late uh, and doing some really, really well at some races there is Kate Veal from West Waterford AC. She was first home in a time of 40.49. Second was Jean Molly Hutchinson from Ferry Bank AC in a time of 42.38. And third, Natasha Toole uh, in a time of 45.20. So well done to everyone there. Then there was also another big event and the last event today is um, the Born to Run Tralee uh, Martin Club Half Martin. Um, so that was won by Good friend of mine, Brendan Sheen, in a time of 117.05. So it's brilliant to see Brendan back in flying form. In second place was Gary Mills in a time of 121.53. And in third place, this is a good friend of yours, uh, yep. 
Kenomani in a time of 129.49. So well done to three lads. In the ladies, Mary O'Shea in a time of 135.02 took the win. Mary Reynolds in a time of 142.22 was in second place. And then Liz Leonard in a time of 157.28 rounded out the podium. So well done to the three ladies on claiming podium spots. I think there's something about uh, my club mates doing well in Kerry because that's Ken and Tyg. Uh, placing there quite regularly so well done to Ken there who did great there in third place uh, in the 10k the uh, winner there was Niall O'Riordan in a time of 36.13 second was Tom Carey 37.37 and third was George Bastable in a time of 39.48 uh, in the ladies event first was Ka Catherine Fogarty in a time of 43.10 second Charlotte Costello in a time of 45.41. Third, Doreen Moore in a time of 46.41. And then lastly, we move to the 5K, which was won by Philip O'Dwyer in a time of 18.40. And in second place was Daniel Sullivan, closely behind at 18.46. And in third place was Frank O'Connor in a time of 21.10. And in the females, it was Anne... McGlynn in a time of 25.45, who took the win with Anna Falvey in a time of 27.32 in second, and Clara Daly in 28.27, who took uh, third place overall. So well done to everybody who took part in that. Yeah, and one thing we did forget to call out in the news section actually was congratulations to Watergrass Hill AC as well. Um, I think with all our own celebrating, we forgot about them, but it was their 10th year anniversary. So I see them parting hard there last night and some of them got out and ran today as well. So they must have got home early enough. Uh, but well done again to every, everybody in Watergrass Hill. You see over the years, they've been a huge contribution in terms of both runners, but also in organising races as well. So mm. a big part of the running community and many yeah. more years of success to Water, Watergrass Hill. And they don't think they went home that early. Rumour has it someone <laughs> went home at three o'clock in the morning and was not the nowhere near the last person there so you know fair play to all of them um, was this, was this the same person wearing very fancy shoes and oh, geez. Yeah. They were all, i tell you no lads they all spruce, so spruced up well in fairness to the whole lot of them yeah. so yeah. in fairness i well, look 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 like a great day for them so congratulations to watergrass hill 10 years old today we have nine years and we will catch yeah. up with you so we'll have to do we have to be being shindig now for our 10 year anniversary as well <laughs> I, thought, I thought we might have one for our first, first year anniversary. <laughs> both of us didn't even dress up for it yeah, yeah. right with right. that i think we'll move on to fixtures for next week okay so again busy week ahead with a lot of uh, evening races as well so the first one is up on monday evening in drum collar as part of the drum collar carnival and um, so it's a four mile run there in limerick and i know one or two people who've gone to this one in the past and i think it's a nice kind of you know good good community spirit uh place there and, and a very well organized race so drum collar carnival four mile run in limerick uh, on june 26th that's monday june the 26th at 8 p.m and then on Wednesday, you have the Cork Business House. Um, is it the Pure Smiths? I can never really pronounce this. I think it's the Pure Smiths in it. The four the mile road deposit, yeah, yeah. uh, four mile road race. Always a great race, very well supported. Um, that is in Ring of Skiddy. And, you know, you. I think it's eight o'clock start for that. So registration is taken from 6.30. So down in Ring of Skiddy. So best of luck to everyone in that. 
Yeah, another midweek race is the Klein 5K. And again, that's another popular one there that takes on place on Thursday. And again, that's an 8 p.m. start as well. Entry fee is 10 euro and walkers uh, can also start there at um, 7 p.m. So to check out more on that one, check out www.klein.ie. So it's the Klein 5K Thursday evening. And then, of course, on Friday, you have the Mill Street Athletics um, Willie Nian Memorial Five Mile Road Race, um, which Olga O'Loughlin and Joe O'Loughlin will be attending at the winners of the competition. So that's on at um, 8.15, so in Mill Street Town. So best of luck to everybody taking part in that. And again, I would say thank you to Mill Street for having the competition, which was a great success. And we really wish them the best of luck with this race. Yeah, as I said, I've done that one in the past and it's a, it's a great race. So, yeah, definitely uh, best of luck to everybody involved with uh, that one. Also on the same night is the Cork McSherry 10K in Timaleague. Um, so that's another very popular one. So two popular races there. Uh, so that's the Cork McSherry Timaleague 10K road race on the third date as well. So that's all, a lot on that week. And then we go on to the weekend. Yeah, so of course we have the park runs as usual on that weekend. Um, and then you have, on Saturday, you have the National Children's Games, which is juvenile under 12s and 13s, track and field relays. And then on Saturday, so it's actually a very quiet weekend, to be fair to it. It seems to be a lot mm-hmm. more in the week. Yeah. Again, you have Athletics Ireland Junior under 23 track and fields on it. And you also have um, Athletics Ireland National League round two. So, yeah. and you have Imre then is in Lisavarna in the Arlo uh, in Tipperary. So that's this weekend. So best of luck to everyone. Now, I will say, Brian, thank you myself. Um, would like to give a big thank you to Owen O'Connor, who is uh, coming on with us to give us a hand with the website for the next few months while he's on his summer holidays from from school. So, you know, Owen. Yeah, child labour, Owen already, in fairness, has put a lot of work in. So again, we do encourage races to email us or send us on information on Facebook or Instagram, and we'll make sure it's up to date and we'll get um, posters and everything put up for it. So please, clubs, give us a shout. Look, we'll do our best that we can. And Owen, in fairness, has started off like a house on fire. So, you know, we want to thank him as well for that because we really, really, really appreciate it. So again, just for people who are wondering, you can go to our website, therunnersdiary.com and check out the fixture section there. And to be fair, now the calendar is really after being filled out there quite well. So plenty for people to reference there if they're looking to plan ahead over the coming weeks for an event. Exactly. And that's it from the fixture section. Yeah. So, Brian, it's interview time. All right. So as we said at the start of the show, this is a big interview. I We did not, for people, I will say straight off, we did not have time to even dwell a little bit into Dave's own personal running. You know, like we could have sat all day long talking to him and we would have still probably not touched half of it. I found it really interesting. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I think it was fun. He's enthusiastic. We will be, I've said at the end, we're going to try to organize a little run down in the marina some morning, some in the morning. Um, he's going to try to join us as well. But yeah. it was, I, I enjoyed this. I really enjoyed it. I was enthusiastic. I, I came off buzzing. I wish it buzzed out the road on to for a run, mm-hmm. but, you know, we, that that's another matter. But, um, look, sit back. This is 
about an hour long, but it's worth it. Every second of it, and I mean that. I would like to welcome to the show the now world-famous presenter, coach, you know, coaching some of the best talents in Ireland at the time and sub-four-minute miler, a man who loves to pose for cameras in front of the Louvre and in front of everything, David McCarthy. How are things? Good, Damien. Uh, good, good to be on and, uh, and and have the chats with you. Um, yeah. yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a mad uh, few uh, weeks there. Yeah, I'm. Do you know what? No, I was. I've been on. We've been on you obviously before, and we, we agreed to come on. And I was like, right. Oh, I need to get you on. No, I know because like the last ten days has been just whirlwind for yourself with yeah. traveling, with uh, you know, getting to see Diamond Leagues and interviewing top, the top athletes of the world. So obviously, right, we, we start off with, as we do with everybody else before we come to it, right, we're going to do a little quick fire question first, Dave, if that's all right with you. Perfect. Um, so flat course or hilly course? Flat, flat. Okay. Short distance or long distance? No, you're, I'm going, I claim short distance as 5K and long distance, you know, marathons and half marathons. So I'll clear that up because I know you're a track man as well. So yeah, I'll let you take it whatever way you want to. Yeah, so um, to just put it straight, anything between 5K and half marathon. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, cross country. Now, now I, I must say the 1500, I love the 1500. <laughs> That's no longer. <laughs> That's yeah. not an option anymore. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Uh, cross country, road or track? Um, I love I love the road. Yeah, it's so much fun. But again, the track, the speed, again, different mm. time in my life right yeah. now, different answer. So, yeah. you know, back then, track, now road. Road, perfect. Favourite shoe brand? Now, this is going to be a tough one for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, and, and, and it's it's important for me, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I change my shoes up all the time. Um, I'm, I have a fascination with shoes and mm-hmm. trying them out and now with companies are constantly changing them. But if I'm being honest with you from a performance side of shoe, um, I, I, I always tend to be in the night kind of carbon shoes or spikes. And then when it comes to a daily trainer, oh, that can be anything. I really yeah. go through all the brands for that. Yeah, no, I'd be the same as myself. So I'm, I'm not loyal to anybody. I will try everything yeah. and more more than happy any, any shoe company we're more than happy to try them all <laughs> uh, miles <laughs> or kilometers uh, miles but i've just recently had to obviously as we all we have to kind of learn kilometers a bit more now but um yeah miles for me like my weekly total is always miles and and, nice. pa- and pace is miles yeah same as myself so run alone or with a group uh, with a group with a group yeah do you prefer training hot weather or cold weather oh hot i Fucking hate the cold. Oh my god! <laughs> this winter at home, this winter at home in Ireland, it was some grind. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was manky. It's yeah. manky, but we're, we're paying it. We're getting a bit back for it now at the moment. No, I, I always say put in, put in the winter, and you'll summer yeah. well, like you know. So, yeah. yeah, and I have no problems with that. If they guarantee me four or five months of winter yeah, to, yeah. to three months of summer, I take it all day long for it. Uh, morning runner or evening runner? Uh, morning, morning. morning. Yeah, but I, because I, I was, you know was working over yeah. the last couple of months and that it had to be evenings um but morning would be the option yeah yeah uh if you didn't run you would be <laughs> um, i'm i'm competing since the age of four uh 
running. Okay. I don't even know. I, I have nothing. I don't, I don't, I, I tell you what, like, I actually, it's funny. Seb Cole, um, Seb Cole always had this thing. He says, if I, if I wasn't, uh, if I, if I could pick to be anything in the morning, he said, I'd be a professional jazz player. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and, and I must say I do. And look, that's probably why I'm, I'm comfortable in front of the camera. Yeah. Um, I like performing. You know, I, I, I like that aspect of just, you know, so um, uh, I suppose maybe anything along oh. those lines. I think I think it'd be cool to be a, 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 an actor, <laughs> you know. And I, OK, we, or we'd say if you didn't run, so you'd be an actor. All right. Yeah. I cannot run without. Um, I can't run without. I suppose you just got to have. I actually, I'll tell you this. I cannot run. I hate running and anything uh, in terms of shorts. They have to be like a proper split pair of shorts or, or half tights. See a pair of like normal casual, normal shorts, even now, like, you know, just like say like soccer pair ones, but they're yeah. actually running ones. Don't like them at all. Has to be either split shorts or half tights. Okay, well, very precise there. Yeah. Tea or coffee? Um, it's coffee in the mornings and it's tea at night. Perfect. And yeah. last one, beer, wine or spirits? Or uh, beer. not a garlic. <laughs> Uh, no, be, well, uh, be, beer, beer, yeah, beer. Yeah. Perfect, excellent. No, obviously, Dave, as you can see, Brian has just joined us for the yes. the end of this. So, hey, Dave. Hope you can uh, hear me. Okay, how are you? I can. Oh, no problem. So we're we're just um, we're just started, Brian. So I think where we're going to start this one is, uh, as I said to Dave, is somewhere we usually don't start. We're going to start at the present. So, Dave, talk us through the whirlwind. Of your last, we say effectively two weeks and more. And when did you find out the news of um, your new European correspondence job? Yeah, it's so um, basically it, it it started with um. So uh, Kyle Merber is married to uh, Patricia Barry, who's uh, from uh, Tipperary, and Patricia and my sister were in college together in Stony Brook. Um, and then obviously Kyle and myself were the same age group in college, so we ran against each other. But because of all those connections, we ended up becoming close. And Kyle, like I suppose similar to myself, he's very out there, very, you know, a friendly guy um, and just always open to getting to know people. So when he'd be home, he'd let me know and, and you know, to meet up for a run. And Kyle was training for the New York Marathon in um, last year there. And so he wanted to come down to uh, Dungarvan and do a session. And he asked me, would I be, want to join in? And I'm like, yeah, 100%. So I, I, I obviously knew in recent, like obviously in recent years, Kyle had kind of stepped away from the professional running scene. Um, and he started working with Sidious. Um, and, you know, I probably became more familiar with Sidious because I follow Kyle, you know. Mm. Yeah. Um, and um, and I was intrigued by it um, because he just got to like finish his professional career and he got to stay in it. And I thought that was very cool. And uh, so I was just asking here, man, like, tell me about this this gig. And like he, he'd no sooner tell me about it. And he's like, I think, man, like, you know, uh, we could be calling on you at some point, you know, to be a European correspondent. And, you know, it was it was it was just passed. And I was like, yeah, yeah that, I mean, that'd be class. Like, you know, thinking no more of it, like, you know. And um, so that was last year. And then I can't remember, maybe back in March or something, I literally just got a text, this one text from him saying, what are you doing from June uh, June 7th to June 19th? And I'm, okay. like, uh, and I'm like, nothing, why? And he's like, we want you to go to uh, 
Florence, uh, Florence to cover the, no, sorry, this is before Florence, actually, no, sorry, Florence wasn't even in the equation. We want you to go to Paris to cover the, the um, Paris Diamond League, the Paris on track night, uh, Oslo for the Bislett Games, and then Vienna for the on track night. And, you know, I, like I say, I said, yeah, you know, because first of all, you just, you, you can't say no to things like that. Now, like, I, I didn't know, like, exactly, like, you know, wh- like, when covered, like, what, like, mm. you know, what is going to be my role here? Like, yeah. what, you know, um, what am I going to be doing? Um, and, and Dave, just to jump in, sorry for interrupting, but like, tell us a bit about Citrus, because I don't think everybody might be aware who Citrus Mag is, maybe the, the background to them themselves. Citius, yeah, so. So Sidious uh, Mag is uh, basically an American uh, media company that cover track and field. And I suppose the, the, fa- the founder of it is Chris Chavez. And Chris, Chris Chavez, like, would have, I think he did, like, he's, you know, he did internship with uh, ESPN. <clears throat> I think he worked with Sports Illustrated. Um, he did work with a lot of different companies like that. And I think Chris then decided to start this up by himself. And I think it just simply started off by him going to an athletics meet with his iPhone and interviewing athletes yeah, afterwards. Yeah. Um, 2016, and, uh, roughly, wasn't it? Or was it around yeah. then, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And so <clears throat> since then, you have, um, I suppose, the three main guys now in Sidious would be um, Chris, Kyle, and Mac Fleet. Would you be familiar with the name Mac Fleet? So Mac Fleet was, uh, I, I think, I th- like, I, like, he was, uh, like, he went to Oregon. I think he might, I'm not sure, was he NCAA champion, um, but he was well up there. Like, he's okay. one of the best milers in, in America. Um, at the time and that and so the three of them uh, uh, over the last few years have come together and basically you know they're building it and figuring out how mm. can they build it build it build it um so and a lot of that comes like from figuring out also bringing in sponsorships so like yeah. i know kyle is in involved in, in charge of sort of the mar- marketing side and and different things like that and i'm still getting to be familiar with the company myself because i'm actually realizing like there's a lot of people work they have a lot of people, you know, in, in on the team on yeah. the America side. They they have somebody covering NCAA's. They have then somebody co- covering the New Balance uh, High School Championships in America. We're over in Europe, and so that was the big thing this year. They wanted to branch out to Europe, and because obviously a lot of the top Americans are coming over here doing the circuit, um, and then just the best athletes in the world are at the Diamond Leagues, um, and yeah. so I suppose Kyle just knows me knows my personality and just knows me and i suppose he just thought yeah like he's the guy for the job yeah and that's um, the one thing i did i've read a co- in a few places was the fact that he just said you know you ju- it was your enthusiasm for running straight off that you know just drew straight away he said like whenever he's speaking to you you would just had this you know what was it a big smile and you know constantly chatting with and you know that's what they wanted and you can see that yeah. in your interviews even now you know what the snippets we've seen you're you're like a child in a in a sweet shop, shop do you know what i mean it's like exactly oh. <laughs> yeah yeah fact and like i mean ask any of the any of the lads that you've had on before michael daras evans any of them like you know it's like like all i do is talk running like and if you get if they come down here when they come down to my place for weekends like we're sitting around drinking tea and it's just non-stop non-stop and mm. that's that's what that's that's what i'm into like you know yeah. that's what i know um, and that's what i love and um yeah so he asked me to do this and then after before that actually happened then they asked me would i go and cover um the night of the 10,000 meter pbs mm. um and so that was my first gig with them and like you know i'm going over there and um, we had a couple of um, Zoom calls with on beforehand, the kind of the team, the background team who'd be involved. And then Johnny Pace is 
uh, Johnny is the guy who's basically on camera with me and doing okay. and doing all the editing um, along with uh, Alex Andre. And um, so I didn't meet these guys till I dropped over to um, to London. Um, but my uh, we just hit it off so well, like just yeah, yeah couldn't have got any better. So. I'm thankful because like I didn't know like okay like wh- what am I supposed to do here like okay yeah I might have that's the thing, thing is do do they decide these things for you like so the videos that you do per se now are they going yeah. right David come on now look you go in now and you do this or are you going do you know what actually this would be a great idea you know or is it a bit made a mixture of both yeah well so like now it's now because I'm getting comfortable and 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 starting to see things at first like I'm like okay what should I do so Johnny maybe when we were in in when we were in London he's like okay maybe just you know stand here and maybe just give like an introduction of like you know okay we're here in london night of 10,000 meter pvs you know blah 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 and do that and then okay so that's kind of your intro we mm. always do like when we go to the the tracks whether it's for a pre-meet or you do your intro so like you know what where the video is going to start and then obviously at the end of the night at some point you're going to do a closing and then everything in between is kind of like you know yeah you just you're trying to want to be kind of flying the wall type flying the wall type thing it's just small snippets constantly yeah and and so like at the start especially in london like um you know johnny was telling me but literally after one goal like i kind of like it was like duck to water for me like Mm. and then we were bouncing off each other and we're both very creative and love 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 like we we build each other up and complement each other which makes obviously you have to feel comfortable who you're with when you're on camera because um, and so, uh, so now like it's, it's, it's always a mixture of both. The guys are highly qualified, like, and I'm so lucky to be with them and they're making me look like so much better, you know, like, you know, you need a team. It's like everything. It's like everything. Like if you want to really be the best at that, you need it, you need good people around you. And, um, and now it's a mixture of both and maybe I have ideas, but they'll have ideas and it's always going to be that way. Um, yeah. but yeah, it was, it was quite nerve wracking. Like, you know, I know like, you know, a lot of people see it and they might say, oh, geez, you know, he lo- he's, 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 you know, comfortable with it and that. But like, like I'm sweating, like, you know, like I'm literally like, like, like there's been times where like, you know, maybe I've nearly had to go into the bathroom and swap my T-shirt, like especially in some of the interviews. That's like, a bit like know, us on this podcast at times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, so people think it's like, it's, it's, easy, it's, but I like what I love about it is it's making me feel as nervous as if I was going out competing. And like, that's what I like. Like that, that makes you feel alive and it makes you feel like you're doing something that's challenging you. And then if you succeed in that, there's a massive self-satisfaction of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's it. Like, and you can see, you know, obviously, the, as I said earlier, the, the interviews and things like that. And it's just such for someone who loves running so much to be able to chat to these people and to have the bit of Irish banter with them as well, you know, which I think yeah. always helps when the fact they realise that you are Irish, they kind of give you an, another second glance of going, all right, he's okay, he's sound. I'll, I'll yeah. chat with him again. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, and and so, like, you know, and then obviously, like, you know, we go to Florence and, like, the the on night was completely different because, like, it case 10,000 metre PBs, that was more about kind of promoting the event and then mm. like really there was only the two way races at the end like you know the men's 10,000 and the women's 10,000 so I just had a key couple of key athletes I needed to interview there um and at the start then like you know the lads in America might um might message me over like kind of you know some potential questions because I was getting a lot I was getting to know a lot of these athletes um you know like we all know that the, the top top mm-hmm. athletes but like there's plenty of uh, athletes who are going to be up there that like you know, I I know who they are, but maybe I might know, like, you know, like, 
you know, I, I might like even things like like you got to get your pronunciation of names. Like there's a lot of different types of yeah. names out there. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So and um, and uh, so uh, yeah. We, we get, so sometimes we, we get messages. We get messages about that every now and again as well. So we know what you're on about there as well. <laughs> yeah. Like I might be messaging Chris over in America at times, and I'd be and I'd send him a voicemail. And I was like, "This athlete here, do you pronounce their name like this or this?" And then he'd go, "The second one." <laughs> you yeah. know, like yeah. Um, but um, but then we went to Florence, and obviously um good feedback and obviously felt fairly confident after the um the the night and thousand meter pbs and then paris was class because it was just myself and 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 johnny there and like the boys like and and alex is there as well actually that alex came in the second one and like we're just like we've a day there beforehand and we're just cruising around florence getting to know each other getting some content and the other side of this is too is that like although these videos go out to thousands of people that are watching them at the time it's just me and the lads with the camera yeah you know and like you said there earlier too like if something is that disastrous we can edit it and we can't you know take so so like it's not the end of the world like yeah, you know yeah um but uh like yeah you and just like anything like anything with practice you get better and uh and then like i also start to like remind myself that like enjoy this man like you know don't be like just like that the lads asked you because they felt you were good enough so trust that mm. and 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 also know that like no matter how good you are starting off like you still like I for me like see myself like I see so much room to grow in this area now and and I want to become better this is like for me this is not now the cap this is like a platform to to hopefully to hopefully um get better at it you know yeah we uh <clears throat> we recently earned our first media pass David at a at the Cork City Marathon Damien is still wearing his uh going and dropping the kids to school every morning so we're you never know, we might meet. You never know. Yeah. it is a good buzz when you get it though isn't it oh, yeah 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 it's it's my new medals I have my medals you I know you can't see right now my medals are back yeah. there but that's my my new medals though is the, is the pass on top of it you know it's 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 just something that obviously Look, you we, we've never ever had before and yeah. but it kind of makes to bring it slightly back and we come back to it again but think back to home ever so slightly like we say cork city sports and these kind of events and you know there's no loads got up in dublin and you know it just goes to show what you can do with events if you actually focus on promoting these events properly i know it's not at the diamond league standard and don't get me wrong i'm not saying that but if you get someone which say you're like yourself or and to actually do media with it and pictures with it and videos with it and promote it you're going to draw people into it and, and draw more attention to these events yeah no 100 uh, percent. and like you know sometimes we talk about like how can we get more people involved but like i i, I think too we need to make it more attractive for the people who are involved right now mm. you know um so because they're the people who are going to speak about it to others you know so like so like you know like we need to make the people who are in it like you know enjoy it more so then they can spread the word as well of it you know yeah um, and yeah and like look everything now is like you know youtube social media like for me like i'm constantly on youtube watching like nn running behind the scenes yeah. if any athlete comes out with any video if it's any yeah. athlete i just love a day in the life show me a day in the life you know what do they I, eat I love, what do they eat <laughs> yeah like you know I, like let me see this guy making his coffee in the morning and eating his porridge you know and and just uh, we, that's what we want to see and um and uh yeah so and obviously on like putting savage work into these um into these uh events and uh you know they, they create a bit more atmosphere than just sitting in the stand watching yeah. a race you know and then obviously diamond leagues 
they're they're sort of like because of the level they're at, they're a spectacle in themselves. And like as we were saying earlier, like they're not like a ten day event like World Championships. Mm. Or they're a two like they're you know the main event starts at eight o'clock. Uh, the main Diamond League event starts at eight o'clock, and it's over by like you know ten ten thirty. Like you know, so uh, the atmosphere is good. Um, lucky enough, like Oslo um, Bislett Stadium was like a sellout. That was that was unbelievable. Paris again was one as well. Um, Florence was good because the track setting was intimate like it, it, you know it's a stadium but it's it's you feel the crowd yeah. in on you um, I've, you know so yeah it, it really is about just trying to make it um, sort of more engaging more entertaining now at the same time too like you, we can't do that for every event like and you know oh, no, the top, no. these are these are the top events in the world with the most amount of money yeah. and they're only kind of trying to get a, a hold on it now yeah. On is a massive company that has a lot of money um you know to put into these events so um but there's 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 different ways around it like i mean there's nothing stopping people having a, a, a having a, having a beer truck at a, at a venue and like you know like the thing is like when people have a few beers like they go out of a night they just get a bit chattier yeah. and sure if that alone is enough then why not you know yeah and um, it's a nice of the ten thousands like with the, the, the funnel that they have in there you know with, with the crowd on either side of it like that's something so simple so simple because you're bringing the people from outside the stadium in onto lane three or four. Yeah. Um, you had DJs in the middle of these tents. They were running the, the London one compared to any of them. The London one had both the home straight and the back straight, 100 meters covered by these tents. It was mad. Um, um, so like, and that's another event. Again, I would recommend anyone to go over and mm. run. You don't like, there's so many different standards of races over there. See, and again, like everything else, you have a nice few days in London. Enjoy yourself. Like, my God, like these are the these are the the trips runners should be doing. You know? No, definitely. Like, and so out of all the heats and all the races, the Diamond Leagues and the ten thousand meters and things like that, what's the most memorable of? What's the one moment you sit now still and go, geez, I can't believe that happened? Um, like, you know, obviously, like, you know, the performances have been amazing. I've gotten to see Faith Kipiegan break the world 1500 uh, and 5000 meter record. Um, I got to see, uh, obviously, like Jakob, right? Like, you know, mm. I mean, he's the, he's a guy I've been like. I suppose he would be sort of my idol in the sport because, well, why wouldn't he be anyone's idol? Because he's yeah. the best and he's un, unbeatable in, you know, I know he lost to Jake Whiteman, but in my books, he's unbeatable. He, he made sure um, that didn't happen again, though. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, and so, um, like, I'm like, you know, getting to watch him run and then, like, obviously getting to to speak to him was 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 massive. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then, like, even, like, talking to... Uh, you know Carson Warholm after his 400 meter hurdles the other night in 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 Oslo um was was unbelievable, um and then like for me I love talking to like especially like um all the like American endurance runners so like all the lads from on like you got the Joe Kleckers, um you know you got Louise who was like graduated from NAU who was part of Mike Smith's group up there he runs with Hoka, uh you know Woody Kincaid like I mean all like I mean all the men's uh. You and know, you got to run with Josh Curd and the days that I Oh, no, Josh yeah. Curd. And yes, and Josh, like, that was my first time meeting him, literally just jumping out of the track, running with him, and like, so sound. And like, you're, you're yeah. nervous going up to these guys because in your mind, they're superstars, and like, you're wondering, oh, yeah. like, will they be like, oh, like, go away, media, or yeah. go away, whatever. No. But like, I, I, I go up like it's just me going up 
for a run with somebody, you know, and like I, I, the way I look at it is that like I'm going to have an interesting conversation with these guys, whether there's a there's a there's a, a camera on me or there's a microphone or not. So I just say to myself, you just go talk to that person like you would if you were sitting down having a coffee with them and it's going to be fine. And yeah. I have to remind myself to do that, you know. Yeah. And just like the fact that you mentioned Jakob Ingebrigtsen, like he obviously was one I'd say you were sweating on. Was it how was that like to talk to him? Yeah, so that was mad because Paris actually um, um, was 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 difficult because the mixed media zone was kind of in under the tunnel, so I didn't actually get to see the races that well in Paris at all. And then the way the media zone works in these places is like you know the way you have your Skies, your Eurosports, and your BBCs, like they have priority, so they're up the front, so they'll get the first interviews, cameras, you know, TV stations, and that. And I'm actually like, I'm, I'm at the back. I'm the, the runt of the pack with yeah. my live phone out recording, you know. Um, and uh, I could, and I remember as Jack was, he, he came through first. And then he, 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 he went and he put on his gear and he's like, oh, we'll be back. And so he went back and he came through people. And I was talking with Chris in America over and I was like, like, man, like I was like, it's, it's crowded in here. Like they're all on him. He's like, Dave, you mightn't get an interview with him. So just be prepared to stick your camera in over into somebody else's interview and at least just get some words from him. Mm. But, but I like, this is, this, I, this I felt was like my moment. And I, and I wanted to, I wanted to see if I could nail the first opportunity I got with him. And, um, and so I was just adamant to get it. So I, I said, I'm not doing, I'm just going to go to the very end. And so I went to the very last person in the line, the very last person. And my theory on it was that like, I, I'm not going to get a one-on-one -on -one with him in with everyone. And at the end, he's either going to like, and with a mixture of how I approach him and the fact that he knows I'm the last one there, maybe I get it. Yeah. Maybe Simp I get Simply vote. Yeah, exactly. And I did that. And, and uh and it worked and i had to, i had a you see but i had to like you're not allowed like my jacob britain my jacob's interview is way too long for the mix zone like they 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 actually cut me short again in oslo um but in like you're only allowed two three minutes max okay um and you're one like the in paris like who's in charge of like kind of organizing the media zone she was nudging me while i was talking to jacob and i was just blanking her <laughs> but jacob was going like he was going and he was engaged in it and like mm -hmm. i felt like he was enjoying this conversation as much as i was and i like at the end of the day like i i have no problem getting a slap on the wrist if i'm going to get a seven and a half minute interview with jacob ingebrigtsen yeah that's you take them all day long fact yeah 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 so it, so that was unbelievable and of course when I was doing that, like I had no idea the response this interview would get or where it would go to, like, you know, and, you know, like afterwards I was, I was fairly shaken because like I saw all my other interviews that night and I remember like we have a WhatsApp group with all the lads in America, Sidious and that. And I'm like, lads, I'm just after getting a seven and a half minute interview with Jacob Ingebrigtsen. And uh, yeah. And like, when I think about it, like, I don't really know how many interviews like that are out there on them, yeah. you know? So. And I did the good thing, Dave, is you, you press record. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to Or the fear, the fear when you go back into your phone and it's not there. Oh my yeah. God. Like that would be just, yeah. But anyway, thankfully it, it went okay. And then what ended up happening was, so that was, that was Friday night, but then Saturday night, we were covering the on-track night in um, Paris and uh, and as well. And so it just, I, uh, I saw the guy who won the main, I actually, I saw Gert Ingebrigtsen as I was just passing through and I was like, what's he doing here? Like, 
And then I saw the men, the winner of the men's 1500 was Narva, so a Norwegian guy. And I kind of put two and two together there. And I was like, oh, he must be coaching him. And I, I obviously I was like, in my own mind, I was like, oh, geez, I got Jakob last night. Wouldn't it be fairly outrageous now if I got Gert tonight? Um, but at the same time, too, like sometimes when you see uh, the interview, maybe Gert's personality at times, yeah. you don't know what to expect, you know? And so... Anyway, I was tr- I thought maybe I could get Narva after the race. And so there was the athlete warm-up pitch behind the track. And when I went up there, Gert was standing there. And I think he was standing beside Narva's like, gear bag. And Narva must have been off doing either a post-race uh, session or cool down anyway. And Gert was just there on his phone. And it was just him knowing around. And I was like hovering about like, oh, my God. Like I was hovering for about 20 minutes. I walk up and I walk back and I walk up and I walk back and I, I just trying to like muster up the balls to go up and talk to him here. And, but also trying to think about like, okay, how do I approach this? It get like, can I get an interview or something? So anyway, I said, no, forget the interview. Just go up and talk to him because you'd go up, you'd want to go up and do that whether you are with cities or not. And I was yeah. like, fact. So I went up and I was like, hey, Gert, and just introduced myself. And of course the first, the opener was like, are you coaching Narva? He had an unbelievable run tonight. Like, and before I went up, I went on to World Athletics to just look at Narva's progression and just have a few stats so I can at least go up and be able to speak to him about something. And um, and uh, and then I was like saying to him, like, in 2018, his PB was this and now it's this. And and then, you know, Gert was like, well, funny enough, he actually came from half marathon. And so me and Gert started chatting away just mm. like it was in the interview. And then I was like, right. I was like, here we go. I was like, Gert, would you mind if I maybe, you know, mind if I interviewed you? I'm working with City Smag, an American, you know, and he's like, yeah, sure, no problem. And that was it there. Yeah. So you have the yeah. touch. You have the touch in fairness. Yeah. Well, it, 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 of course, it, 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 it just, it is all about how you approach people, you know, um, that, that I think is a big part. Probably being a runner yourself, like not, not all, like, of course, there's going to be a lot of, you know, say people like to say to the track interviewing who are runners, but like I'd say a lot aren't either. You 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 obviously know the spots to hit probably as well as a runner yourself, you know? Oh, you know, like I I, I know exactly what I'm doing, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I know I like I I I I pretty much every approach I've taken now, that's not to say I'm sure there's going to be a day I get it wrong. And I'm sure there's going to be a day I get blanked by an athlete. But look, that's part and parcel of the Absolutely. highs and lows of everything, you know, and You've so you can't You've got to be yeah, yeah. already, you know, and, you've a lot of them penciled but, off. Yeah, but also, like, maybe next time Jakob mightn't give me much, like, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, and I have to be ready for that as well, like, so, um, and that's part of it, and I, I can't go in and, and, and sort of dwell on it too much myself, because it's more, it, you know, we all, like, have this level of expectation, and obviously, like, you know, obviously, I have got an awful lot of beginners look in the last 10 days. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I just need to kind of and I do that. I come away from events. And even when I go into these events, like I I, I bring myself down and I just kind of say, like, look, you know, do your best here tonight. Um, no expectations. Go with the flow. Whatever's meant to be is meant to be. And and, and that's the way I'm always going to approach these. And Dave, to segue a small bit, did you take the same approach with your own running when you were running? So... As I said, what we would do is we start to start. I'm going to move now small, a small bit more towards your running and coaching, if you don't mind. Um, would you have had that the same approach of just it is what it is and just run? No, absolutely not. So I'm taking my lessons from then to now in life. So, yeah, I mean, if I could go back um, with my uh, mindset or I suppose understanding of life now, 10, 10 to back to when I was an 18 year old. Oh, my God, I, I, I'd have no worries about becoming a world class athlete. Yeah. Like it's you know like it's like when I think about it and all the like 
like you know my like like obviously like I'm like my close friends are all like the the lads now who are coming up in that and I see when they get an injury and a bad race and it's like the world falls apart underneath them yes. and like you know and I'm like this has nothing to, this has no impact on your progression as an individual in life yeah. but you know this one bad race but where it will have a negative impact if you keep getting into this state of mind and bringing this heavy energy on yourself every time because it's the energy um it's like like it's the it's the heavy energy the disappointments and the dwelling into negative thoughts brings that's the danger you know what yeah. i mean an injury is not a danger a bad race is not a danger missing months of training is not a danger like you just get back in the wagon and you just build the consistency up again but the biggest problem is and i know it because i had it myself is that you have one bad season one bad race one bad injury now you're looking for redemption the next season and you're like all guns are blazes like it's yeah. like like i had a back tra- i had a bad bad track season now i, I have to make your cross team like yeah. i have to make your cross i have to make up and, for that year you know yeah yeah and like everyone is always like it's all like they all talk about oh yeah long term long term you know but they don't but it's not really it's not they don't really believe that in their minds you know yeah. um and i think that like like I, I like you know if i went to go back and do it like i'd be i'd be so chilled about it and i'd be like i'm going to go listen like we i think we all know now there's not too much complications to training to be an endurance no. runner there really isn't like you know um and the biggest key is just don't overdo it and then look yeah. to just progress it as you go along and you know like that's it and but, and at the end when of the you're, day, when you're like, sorry, Dave, when you're there when you're doing this so since you're 4 years old though you have the mindset of it's go 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 and like you know you do have to go through everyone says it like you have to go through it no matter what your coach has said to you before like slow it down go, no 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 so no, it's only no, to you learn it yeah yeah that's it and 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 you know like you know you hopefully like, and there's just some people like you know like there's some athletes out there who just naturally have things right there's some athletes who are just like calm and cool right and that really plays a lot into their in, in into their um development because like i don't i i really really don't think it's the physical aspect that is that separates the best in the world i think it's their personality that does and i i i i would i would like that's i like i i firmly believe that because like like when we think about ourselves as individuals right and like the problem is also too we do a lot of compa- comparing with others and that's the problem but like at the end of the day like you know when you're again like when i'm older and all that like as like yeah. at the end of the day you can only be happy with your your own progression as an athlete like and at the end of the day like you know everyone gets if if you're going to start getting upset about when you be, you're beat then all i can say is like well unless you plan on winning every race for the rest of your life being olympic champion and world record holder and never getting beaten you know you're setting yourself up for a serious hard road because like that's just impossible you're not going to be the best all the time in fact no. like majority of the time you're you're not even you know so so what is the one thing you can constantly focus on and getting better and it's just yourself like you know and so like if you come away from a race and some like you you know you reflect on it like you it, it can't be you can't look at it and say i'm not good enough that's like you know uh, because like like when everyone lines up in a 1500 whether it's an imc whether it's nationals or that only one person can win that yeah like only one person can so that, does that mean that that one person is the only successful person and everyone else is a failure that's rubbish like yeah. you know what i mean and also too we all see it yourselves like anyone who finishes 
uh, third in the Olympics. What do they want? They want silver or first. Mm, and yeah. who finishes fourth? They want third or first. And the reality is, is that person may get into better shape later in their life, but may never end up getting a better medal than that. Yeah. Uh, because, like, Dave, at the moment, we just take it, right? Obviously, look, I, you've run 355, isn't it? Yeah. In the mile, right? Now, if you were to take that now, right, you run a 355 mile now. Okay. You're, you're nowhere. Do you know? No. And like no. you, that was 355 when you ran it was a, a, an incredible run. But nowadays they're they're even stopping taking supplement four minute milings for people because there's so many people getting it. So like there, there's always someone better than you. There's always someone out there. But, you know, you just need to, running is a great thing where you can compete against yourself. And I know yeah. you want to win medals and I know everyone wants this. But as you said, not everybody's going to get that. No. Yeah. And, and like, I just like. I think like if you're meant to if you're meant to be Olympic champion, you'll be Olympic champion, right? And like the reality is is that I have respect for the guy who's winning the Olympics as the guy who's making the final of uh, nationals. Once I know they're both working hard, because like 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 the guy who wins the Olympics doesn't necessarily mean he worked harder than everyone else or he deserves it because he has something more than anyone else. It's just the reality of life is somebody has to cross the line first, you know. And but that doesn't make them better okay it might they might be faster and i know it's a competitive sport but this is kind of the catch 20 of it where like if we don't understand this concept i don't think we will end up getting the best out of ourselves because being too competitive can also bite you bite you back as well mm. because you mightn't be steady and calm enough to kind of like um see what's really going on around here and like like the other side of it like i like you know I'd be always saying to, to me Hall, like, you know, and rightly so, the kid is ambitious and he's hungry and everything. But I'm like, but like, I was like, man, like, I was like, think about where you want to be. Like, you're like 24. Like, I was like, Michal, like, I'm 35 this summer, man. My body is still as fresh as it could be. It's just, I'm not in the game. I don't want it anymore. And like, I, I also stepped away from it for a few years. But had I stayed in it and I had, a, 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 you know, the mentality I had now back in my early 20s, I could have been kept going, being uh, pushing myself to be to reach my potential, even as a fifteen hundred meter runner, right up into my thirties, right. Yeah. So like you have, if you really want it, allow yourself ten years. But like when when we say like when I say to him like, okay, you want to break thirteen minutes for five k, but come on, man, don't be. I'm not saying you can't do it next year or the year after, and I'm not saying this about me, Hall. I'm saying this about anyone. Just when yeah. I'm talking to him, is that like, why don't you allow yourself maybe eight years to do it? You know, yeah. and if you bring it down to eight years, it's quite achievable to like think about like the difference of an athlete you be now versus then from just developing that, you know, aerobic capacity, all the attributes from the physical side, but then the learnings that come from competition, from experience. Um, and yeah. but the problem is, is that in this day and age now, with social medias, with all, with everything, seeing how fast people are running, we just want that performance now, 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 now. And then obviously we're also seeing college kids coming out running sub 13 minutes for oh, 5K. Yeah. Yeah. And you're comparing to that. But that still doesn't mean that that is your only time frame. And what ends up happening then is people start to rush to keep up with their their peers at that age at that time but maybe it's they're not ready for that at that time and then they get injured they get disheartened they just become fatigued and then they end up trying too many new things in training and they're not getting any consistency or flow with it 
where Dave, if they actually broke it down to, right, we just take their 14-minute runner, right, I'm going to go nudge it down by 10 seconds, yeah. you know, every year effectively, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, feck it, all right, I'm nearly there now all of a sudden yeah. out of it, you know. But yeah. no, I know that's I know that's easier said than done when you're in the mind frame, you know yourself from back in the day um, of it as well. For you, Dave, obviously you've worked with, um, as you said, Mihal, Dara, Evern, you know, just, just to treat the lads who we had on before. What was it like for you at the time working with the three lads? So, yeah, so that was back in 2019 when Steve Macklin uh, got the job in Aspire and, like, Steve asked me would I be interested in coaching the lads and, and probably that came around because I was also going up a lot of the time helping taste Dara in sessions, you know, when he was, yeah. before I was, you know, and so I had a good... Um, I had a good relationship built up with the lads, but obviously I had enough time spent around Steve that probably Steve was like, yeah, look, you you, you get it. You can look after these guys, you know, even though I, 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 nest, I mightn't necessarily have coached lads of that caliber, caliber before, but, you know, Steve knew my experience. He knew the way I talked and, and, you know, he probably felt I was capable of doing it. Now, when he asked me, I was like, I wasn't expecting that at all. And I was quite like, oh my God, like take on Darren McElhenney, you know, like take on these boys like you know like this is this is serious like you know yeah. like all, all eyes are equally going to be on me now as much as they are then you know um but then i started thinking about it, i was like then i was like oh my god like well, you're being given yeah. dara mcleheny you're being given me all power evan Byrne, rory casey you know dave mclean like you know all the lads like you know um laura nicholson like you know and so um, I was like, okay, but at the same time too, I knew like if, if somebody asked me to coach there and then I could, I just knew the formula, the training I wanted to yeah. do. Like I, I'm, I've, I've been studying training with years and years and years, you know, because I had interested in myself. But that year in 2019, the end of 2018, that goes down as one of the best years of my life and, and, and still is. And because of my God, did we have so much fun. Like, it was just, and we, I just create, I just felt like I, I, um, I was able to create a, a lot of good energy and um, buzz within the environment of the guys. And I feel for them, I think they would look back in that time. And not only did they, they did do their best running because the results show uh, to that time. Um, but I actually think they had probably the most fun they've ever had. And I think that mm -hmm. was probably the biggest part of it. Yeah. Um, and so I you, used to remember like, sorry, I said, I, no, I was just saying, like, to be fair, when the three guys were on, they spoke highly and it definitely seemed like they had fun. But I was going to say there, like you spoke in, in your media talk there earlier on about the team around you. Similarly, back then, the team must have been a big part of it as well. It's everything. It's it, because, again, I go back to just what we were talking about a second ago, taking that pressure off the individual, taking it off one person and everyone just feeling they're out on, on the journey together um and 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 not being in the group like highlighting dara because he's so good you know at the time you know and and like you know making it like this is the same for everyone like i give the same respect to everyone regardless of how fast you run or who's the best in the group or not like you know and and then they feed off that and then to be honest like majority of the time like the top guys don't want that attention they get mm. enough of it as it is like they just want to be one of the lads like you know um, and was it was it easy to train the group because they were a good group and because, as you said, there was a, they were a happy group in some ways. Did it become easier to train them then? 
well, I mean, those boys had an unbelievable work ethic and discipline built up because they were coming from Steve, you know, like, so, like, there, there was the, the system, uh, like, you know, in terms of, like, the routine was in place in terms of, like, uh, you know, meeting Cork every Saturday morning for the workout. I'd probably go up most Wednesday evenings as well, so we'd probably either go to the track on a Wednesday evening and then we were in Beaumont Park or wherever on the on the Saturday morning, depending on the time of the year, down on the cross-country course in the CIT, Mardyke um or um farn woods um so you know th that routine was there and then it was simply about i getting them into like you know good s and c plans i had him um working with uh kenny murphy down here who um just had them all in s and c plans and then it was just it, the system like dara was in secondary school and the lads were in college in ireland here so the the the, the, the year was laid out it's cross country euro cross run indoors uh, we'll go to Portugal at Easter camp and then outdoors that year, obviously it was Dara under 20s, Europeans was the big game and um, Michal um, under 23s. And so obviously t I, I, like I laid out at the, in September, I had the whole year's training done out. So right up to Europeans, I was able to tell those boys what workouts they were going to be doing the month prior. They all ran their 5k PBs in Belgium. I had the workout specifically laid out and I said, these are the workouts you're going to do. This is the shape we're building to if we want to run the times we want to do. And, you know, and obviously we need to get these times if we want to qualify for Europeans. And the boys were looking at them and they were like, oh, my God, they're like, they were looking at them first and like their class workouts were like, oh, my God, will we be able to do them? <laughs> like they did those exact workouts. So, you know, this is in September, August. We did those exact workouts and they absolutely nailed them. And they all went on to run like ridiculous times in, in, in Belgium four weeks later. And Dara obviously, you know, that year broke uh, all those junior records and, and medal at the Europeans and Michal and Evan like knocked ridiculous times after 5K PBs. Um, and yeah, so I think the planning, like it, the planning was the big thing for their confidence because yeah. like I had it mapped out and also then I could tell them why we were doing something at one point and like why we're going slow now and why we're building here and, and why we're doing indoors because we need to do indoors because we need to prepare. It's not about running fast indoors. It's about getting used to racing indoors yeah. and, and, and getting that turnover without having to kill it in training and all of that. And so then they bought into it and they loved it. And, mm. and then it was just like we were just on we were on we were on track. I think the why is very important, though, Dave. And I always I've always said that like I do a bit of coaching at the moment now with basketball and GA and stuff like that. And I always say it's, it's the why you're doing something is way more important than actually the doing of something at the moment because you know, they're just going, oh, okay, yes, no, I, no, I, no, I can do it. Yeah. Where a lot of times they're going, well, why the hell are we doing this? And they're going, yeah. to be, you know, and going, for fuck's sake. And, you know, once they understand it, I think they'll go, yeah, all right, I'm in. Yeah. And I think, like, I, I, that's a big part of, like, that's how you get the buy-in from athletes. And also yeah. that's how, when we, again, when we go back to how can they stay calm during moments of when it's not going, it's like, well, we're not, we're not looking to be there yet. Like, like I didn't drive those guys on for Eurocross. Like, you know, I had the winter training and I goes like, you know, the training we're doing now is the training we'd be doing, whether you were running cross or not. Like, like you got to pick your goals. Like you got to pick, like you can't, and this is where we go back again. If it's always like, oh, next season, next season, next season. Like for me, the athletics world has a yearly calendar. Right. It's the same for everyone. Like there's a calendar there, like and like it's usually the same year. And so what you need to do is you need to find your yearly plan. You need to find what works for you. You need to go lay it down, feel it, experience it, um, learn from it, do some races, see what works, see how the train goes. So you can come back the next year and you can say, OK, that worked maybe just 
now learn this little bit about it. But you've got to get on that. You have to see out the full year. So that means you have to learn how to do your best running in summer on track at the major championships yeah. when it counts. You have to do that. And if you can't, you even though you might peak at other points of the season and compliment yourself for it, deep down inside, that's not the plan. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and yeah. so you got you got to get on that plan and you got to learn how to execute that plan. And that requires, you know, that consistency, but also, but it, it helps to lay it out for the athletes so they can see what you're telling them. Yeah. Um, I got, we got a question in actually, it's kind of related to that ever so slightly. Um, it was, sorry, I don't, I just need to get it there now. Um, so it was from a Paddy P. How, how would you get the Irish youth more interested in the elite side of sport? Um, how would I get the Irish elite more? So, in, how would I get the Irish youth more? Youth more to, so, to, um, yes. so would that be kind of like in terms of like our youth athletes now? How would yes. they get them more interested in the pros? Or yeah, as as into moving yeah. up to the next level. So we'll just say the young fellas who are coming through now. How would you make the elite see more appealing to them? Do you know where a lot of us would just want to run mm. and just you know blah. Yeah. Or is I, there yeah. is there a way? Yeah, well, I, 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 I like to hope that like something like an interview with Jacob Ingebrigtsen that's accessible to people like that is 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 one part that's helpful, you know. Um, so how do you bridge? You want you need to bridge the gap of connection, right? Like, so you yeah. need to you need to find a way of of bringing the youth closer to it. Um, I mean, like, I wouldn't it be great if um a, a local running club decided that with their athletes they're going to as a trip. Uh, they're going to go to a diamond league. Carrick Navarro did it last year. Um, well. They got a massive yeah. amount of vote last year, and it was the the race. Oh, geez, it was who was it Dear, again? Kira was it? Yeah, Kira McGee took got their flag when she won one of the races yeah. out there. Um, and like again, that I I do agree with you. Like, imagine the young people going to these races yeah. and seeing that. Like, it's just like yeah. holy shit. Well, like, like and and like. You do that, then you build it. You build a network. You build contact. Like you, you have an Irish person out there. Kira McGean is like so open to everyone and anyone. Yeah. Somebody is going to know Kira that while she's out in the meeting, says Kira, would you come along and say hello to the kids? Of course she will. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like, and that's where you're showing those kids the performance at the high level. That's mm. that's that's what, like, that's what they want. Like, like, look, like, there's nothing. And that's nothing. There's it's nothing on Ireland because how can no, no any one country can compete with the world, you know? And so you've got to show them the bigger picture. Like so, no matter how much we do with our meets at home, they're never like or any country does. It's never going to compete to a a diamond league or yeah. a world championships. So we need to you need to bring them there, go on it. Like I mean, I came back from that trip and I'm motivated. Like I'm like already like I've hit my three runs this week, uh, three runs since I've been back. I've hit my threshold session. I did my gym today. I've my plan made out for the week. I'm gonna execute it. I'm like I'm buzzing because like I got motivated and inspired from being around the best in the world. But yeah, I think I, I think that, I might need a bit of that off you though, Dave, if you don't yeah. mind. <laughs> but, but funny enough, that was actually a question I was gonna come in with anyway. And you've more or less said it there now, but like you spoke about the media side at the start there and you, you know, your enthusiasm with it, you know, your own running is obviously, you're, you're coming across very enthusiastic here and obviously the lads spoke about you in the same way. Any great coach that I ever had in any sport was a person who showed the enthusiasm itself as well. You know, there's coaches out there too who you know, they don't really want to be here. They're just giving me, you know, a, a session to do when that's it or a drill to do in GA or soccer or whatever the sport may be. But like, I'd say your enthusiasm must be a huge part of the success of the lads as well, you know. 
Look oh, I, I, and, and not just the lads, it's just anybody who you do coach yourself, David. Yeah. I know you do, you coach a good few people yourself. Mm. Yeah, no, I, like definitely, and like I, I'm well aware it does, and and that's why like I, I, I give it to them, and I like anyone who I am coaching, no matter whether it's a, a Michal Power or a Darren McElhenney. Are you there, lads? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're still there. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, no, sorry, yeah. Yeah, just, 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 um, I give everyone the same, same you know, time and enthusiasm because like, I believe that's the key to, to, to getting them going because like you can do the run, right? So think about like, see, I always talk to the lads in terms of energy. I never speak so much in terms of fitness because even when we talk, when you talk about building fitness, you think about pushing. When you talk about building energy, you think, you think about harnessing, you know, and like energy is that buzz within like, so like, like, you know, I, I, I used to say to the kids in school, I was like, right, seven o'clock in the morning and the alarm goes off and it's time for school. How are you feeling? Oh, my God. No, I'm sick. Go away from me. I don't want to get up. I was like, seven o'clock in the morning, the alarm goes off. You're going to New York City on a trip. Boom, out of the bed. Yeah. OK, same person. Nothing has changed in terms of their preparation. But my God, there is some different level of energy. Yeah. And so that principle is taken to everything in life, you know. And so I want to make sure when we're going to races, when we're going to training, there's buzz, there's energy. I was like, yeah, we're doing this. How class is this? You're developing, you're getting fitter, you're getting stronger. Like, and and, be, and we need that because they're giving so much and it's so physically demanding that you need to, you need to um, have high energy in order to be able yeah. to take it on, you know. Yeah, and, no, definitely. Yeah. Um, I have another question there for you, and this is it's slightly off from John Collins. Um, nice. What's your favourite track that you've ever trained on? Oh, that's a good question. Good man, John. He told me he, he fired <laughs> in a question during the week. Um, okay, so when I was um, in 2000, and was it 20 or just post-COVID, I did a kind of a big America trip, um, and uh, I hit a couple of amazing tracks there. But there was an unbelievable track in South Beach, Miami, and it was a public track and it was open 24 seven. And when I landed, it was the first part of the trip I landed into Miami. So naturally enough, I was buzzing. I was waking up at six o'clock in the morning, getting out, doing a track session. And um, I go down to this track in Flamingo Park in South Beach, Miami, and I go down in the morning and there'd be all people doing personal training and everything out around the track. There was a full uh, size uh, after her football pitch in the middle. And it was just just the setting of it was some vibe. I just and I just the fact that I was in Miami and the fact that it was a public track that like yeah. I could actually walk on without getting grief or hassle, you know. <laughs> Um, so that was amazing. And then you probably might have seen some photos of the time when I was on the track in Mammoth Lakes and you have yes. the snow packed mountains. Oh, I was just about that's the one on your website, isn't <coughs> it? Yeah. 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 Oh, what so a picture. One, yeah. So that's unbelievable because so that track, it's funny, actually. So you have Mammoth Lakes, which is the town, but the track is like it's like out in like the middle of nowhere. Like it's not in the town, it's out in the middle of nowhere. And then out in that case that's the middle of nowhere is like loads of dirt roads around. So that's where you would have seen the likes of Medlinski and all of these guys yeah. doing their workouts on the road and that. And then also beside the track, there's these natural hot springs. Um, so I remember actually the day I went there because I was with my wife, Sophie, and we only had like, I only had like a kind of a day to do something. And I was like, oh, I want to kind of get like, I want to get a run on the trails, but I also want to get like a workout on the track. And I was like, 
oh look we'll 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 head out and we'll I'll maybe do six miles on the trails and then I'll come back and do something on the track ended up going doing 11 mile run and then I came back in the track and I did a cut down of like mile 1200 800 400 and like again you talk about energy because I was buzzing you couldn't have tired me you know what yeah. I mean like um so that was unbelievable and the snow-capped mountains in the background and just again and obviously when you're in these places you know you know the you know the historicness of these places like you know the athletes that have trained so like for me, like when I step onto these tracks, they're, they're they feel like arenas, you know, yeah. and like they really feel like arenas. Um, like you know, when I was in um these Oslo Bislett games, like like the minute I step onto the track, I look down into lane one and I was like, Heshimel Garouz ran around this track, you know, Ray Flynn ran around this track, you know, like all like you know, all these guys ran, their footsteps were on that track. Like that, that that means a lot to me, and that gives me uh, a, 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 a good kind of overwhelming feeling when I'm there as well. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. What, what just you just when you look, you know, so you mentioned names there for the past, you know, in your position now, Irish athletics, where do you see it and what does the future hold? Well, sure. I mean, uh, the, this weekend our national record was broken by Andrew and, and, and Nick Griggs ran 336. So, um, like, you know, it looks really good, you know, and <laughs> Oh, there's and like there's plenty of lads coming up running well like look at the end of the day like you know when you compare like we're a small country to the likes of even the uk or or, or america like you know and but like the most important thing is that who, who, whoever is there at the time is is pushing forward like yeah. you know um and it seems like they are they are pushing mm. forward like they're the boys everyone's getting faster and um, yeah. i mean look at like look at even all those lads in america this year from ireland that are over there like you know Cormac Dalton, you know, like even I, I went over last year to watch Hall Power and he came sixth at NCAAs in the 5,000. Like that's yeah. an unbelievable achievement. Yeah. You know, Barry Keane, look at Barry Keane right now. I don't, I, I don't like mentioning names because I'm going to be not mentioned. I'm going to forget <laughs> people who are just as important, you know, but just trust me like that, like everyone who's out there doing it is doing a great job. And I mean, and like, obviously now we look at Nick Briggs coming up and, you know, again, like that's a kid. Like I just want to say to him, like, as in like, you're doing unbelievable, but you have serious road ahead of you, man. So, yeah. you know, no sweats, no sweats. You know what I mean? Like, because, um, like, if you're a 336 now, um, where can you be? But obviously, I know, like, the nature of the game is we always want it more yeah. and faster now. But it's just to kind of have that awareness of things. He, he might it? hear this and take take your words of wisdom and maybe, you know, just enjoy <laughs> it. You know, yeah, no, yeah. I, I don't know if he enjoys it or not. Um, yeah, well, won, Nick, Nick seems like a lad who uh, has a good has a good health in his shoulders, yes. and he seems like a real good competitor, which is amazing to see. One hundred percent. We have a couple more questions, which you know, as I said, this is I actually I could talk to you for, and I mean this, I could talk to you for about two three hours with this, not a bother <laughs> oh, to me, yeah. but unfortunately, we have more opportunities. We we, we, <laughs> we need to have a second part in this for definite, because uh, yeah. we've even touched on your own running, which is which is gas, yeah. and we're nearly an hour into it. Well, um, how good is that though? Isn't it? Isn't oh. it? Isn't it amazing to be able to have so much to talk about? And, That's it. That, and and for me for me to be able to have so much to talk about other than my own running it kind of yeah. makes me feel yeah. good about I, I I've had a lifetime in the sport other than yeah. just my own and, and the amazing thing I still don't feel we've we, we've still missed out a lot in, in in even your current work and in your coaching yeah. is but look, Actually, I think we might I, do a four part series on this <laughs> something I meant to say is we just came on the podcast there um. I turned down a chat with El Garouge right now to talk to you boys. Oh, look, Whoa. I'm going to I'm going to lead with that headline, okay? <laughs> yeah. One of the boys, one of my mates, we've, um, Abu Bakr, we've made it. One of, yeah, one of my mates, uh, Abu Bakr. He's uh, one of Qatar's top 800 meter runners, 
um, he's in Ifran training right now, and I had a missed call from him on um, on uh, uh, Instagram as I was just coming on here, and I was like, "Oh, sorry, man, I'm just jumping on." And he's like, "Oh, sorry, man, I thought you was free. You free? You were free. I'm here with the world record holder." And he also sends me a picture I, of. Uh, I'm not going to let you, Dave. I don't allow you skip this for that. There'll be there'll be plenty more opportunities. Right, Actually, I've won. I've from Owen O'Connor first favorite session. Um, I love um, I love a session that has like say you get on the track and you do some threshold uh, like threshold miles threshold k's and then you're you're you know you're really warmed up after that and then maybe you put on the spikes and you do maybe a little a little cut down of like you know whether it's 600 400 300 200 or maybe a couple of 300s and 200s I I always feel uh, that feels amazing I think yeah, yeah. Brian what's yours Two fun ones, I think, to finish with, really, but will be kind of fun. So running, media, coaching, we should have thrown this one in at the start. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if you ask me which one, would I, which, which, if I can only pick one, it's always going to be running. Like, that's okay. what I cannot do without, you know. And, and, because and without that, that, you wouldn't have the other two. That's a, and without that, I wouldn't have an, uh, anything in life, you know, because it gives me far more, like, it gives me my uh, sense of well-being, and that brings everything else. So, you know, uh, running yeah. all the way. Yeah, and um, I'm guessing Michael Power and Evan and all the lads will be listening to this one. So, how does it feel to be that Michael Power beat you to Waterford's first man to be on the podcast? Oh yeah, well, how how is it? Uh, yeah. Hall. We we have yeah. had the pronunciation right. It's Mihal. Mihal, 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 sorry. Mihal, the yeah. Um, no, listen. Uh, like I mean, it's so good to see the boys on there and together. And and for me, like seeing those lads still coming on as a team yeah. together even though they're in different parts of the world and they're under all different coaches right now and it's funny that the whatsapp group we have since 2019 it, uh, it was called endurance 2019 like that's on we were we're, we're talking in that every day still yeah like, you know no it's it's, so, good. it's brilliant and, and that, that time like uh, i i was lucky enough obviously to work with Hall and work with evan mm-hmm. and that's the only reason i got to trade them on, you know, I don't think yeah. it would have happened otherwise. And it's all you said earlier, it's these little connections. And I look, yeah. I look at the lads now, and I'm like, what? Dead feckers, like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah funny yeah, thing, yeah, that was a really enjoyable episode. And I think it still is up there as one of our most listened to episodes as well. So if anyone wants to rehear that one, go well, back again. Yeah. I, I was thinking the other day too, even about like, because I, I listen to like all the running podcasts out there and that. And even just from a podcast point of view, I started thinking lately, it's actually easier to listen to a podcast when there's two people on it, you know, mm. as opposed yeah. to one as well. Like, I think you, know, you just can't beat more people coming together because mm. you're just getting different angles of viewpoints. Um, and yeah, and just and you're hearing different voices. So I, I think uh, that's always uh, they they always tend to be the more enjoyable ones to listen to, well, or at least they they add a level of it. We can set up another one with you and the world record order if you want. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I I I must uh, yeah I must I must follow up on that one. And <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. Dave, I as I said, look, I could go on for hours with you. Um, if you're honestly, if you're ever up in Cork. Make sure you drop us a line, um, yeah. you know, because we're looking at going to be organising some coffee run mornings and stuff like that. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it would be great if you were ever up on a Sunday morning or something like that. And well, you we know, can, we, 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 like we, we let's let's just make that happen because yeah. like I'm always like with between like Liam Harris and and Rory up there, Rory Casey as well. Like they're good mates of mine. They're always down here and still do. Like you know, I mean, I was mm-hmm. only just chatting to Rory this evening. So and of course I might be now because I got confirmed for the World Championship. 
Championships. Um, oh, World Championships with Sidious. Um, I I now might be running part of this. Uh, do you know this World Media Eight Hundred? Oh yes, on. oh that yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, so I might have to get onto the track because unfortunately down here, like the track in Waterford's an hour for me, and I'm just not. It's as close to me to go to Corkford. Yeah. So I was on to Rory. I was like, I'm going to have to come up, man, and do some sessions with you to get the legs used to it. But either way, I'd be happy, lads, to. We just set a Sunday morning run and and, we'll, and come up along. So let's get we started. will let's sort that. We're, we're yeah. going to we're going to get set dates down in the next couple of weeks. So yeah, let's I not would, wait for it to happen. Let's make no, it happen. I, I, Absolutely. See, I tell you now, Dave. I'd say this much, Brian. You missed. I was texting um, Dave earlier, and Dave, what was your run earlier again? Um, was the one you texted me again? I have it there. Was it? Um, oh yeah. So it, just in terms of uh, we stay ready, so we don't have to get ready. Get ready. Yeah, that's Excellent. good. And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm using that one." That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> but Dave, yeah. look, it's been an Excellent. absolute pleasure. Um, Cheers, really, thanks. thank you very much for your time, and I really do appreciate it. And look, thanks for not taking that call just before you came <laughs> on to us. <laughs> no, no, listen. Great Great chats and great energy, lads. Thanks very much. <laughs> Thanks very Cheers, much. Dave. Thanks. Cheers. Okay, yeah, brilliant interview there with Dave again. Thanks very much. Uh, really enjoyed it, as you said, and took a bit out of it. And again, as we keep saying, his enthusiasm, you know, is infectious. He's a great person for the sport. Um, you know, again, I'd encourage people if you're not to follow his social media pages. Um, you know, full of information daily, almost. Um, good guy, upbeat guy. I think he's enthusiastic. Something that me, other people might like to know as well is, as you heard us in the interview there, we referenced previous episode where we spoke with Dara McElhenney, Evan Bird and Michal Power. And that's actually, if people do want to go back and listen to that episode as well, that was actually a great episode. It was a long one as well, but they spoke really highly of Dave in that episode. And again, you kind of get to understand the relationship as well. So that was episode 31. If people would like to go back and join those two episodes together, I suppose, in some way. Um, but yeah, uh, very highly thought of in the running community, I know that. He is extremely much so, and you know, again, very generous with his time, and as you will hear, he um, he, re- he he turned down a phone call um, from a world champion and, you know, Olympian and the whole lot to speak to, to, to two of us, which, you know, just shows what kind of guy he is. He's, if he says something, it's going to be done. So look, thank yeah. you to Dave. Thank you to you, Brian. Thank yeah, you I to suppose you. just for people coming up as well, you know, just because, Dave, we have um, Sinead Kane as well coming up next week who we're going to be interviewing early in the week. So if anyone has any questions for Sinead, get them into us as well. Uh, that will be another interesting one. You know, uh, uh, we'll talk more about that next week, but another very interesting character. But for this week, Dave, obviously, is the big one. Yeah, exactly. You're, and look, you're going to get out running this week. I I promise you I will get out running this week. It will happen. I I don't know when, but it will happen. I ha- it has to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no choice. Look, you carry on doing what you're doing. You know, I'm expecting big things from you at your age when you hit the over 60 category. Um, so, you know, enjoy I that. I think the 40s hasn't gone well for you. You've gone. No, they've gone absolutely yeah. horrific. Horrific. But look, again, thank you to Jonathan. Thank you to Rory. Thank you to Owen. Thank you to everybody who listens every week. We really appreciate it. We really enjoyed this last year that we've been doing this. But without people listening, there will not be this. So please make sure you listen and you share it and you like it and you comment and you give us as much feedback as you possibly can because we thrive on feedback and that is both positive and negative because we can only learn from the negative and I know most negative people brain, but that's okay. He can deal (laughs) with it. 
And again, lastly, a huge thanks to St. Flambar's ASC again for this week's competition. So keep an eye on our social media pages, Facebook and Instagram, on how you can enter there. And best of luck to everybody who does enter. So until next week, we'll talk again. Happy running.